Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. For let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that indeed the soul cradles, it is living, it is active. Lord, that you speak to us from these pages. Lord, help us to approach the preaching of the word with that in mind, that sort of attention and sobriety that needs to come from God speaking to us. And indeed, Pastor Adam, I think that he has studied and thoughtfully meditated about. Thank you. 
context is, and you know this, because this is you said this is the story of the um, I can't sleep with desolation. I can't sleep. So, so under that, which that is true, that Paul would follow the example, the rules, the language, if you handle this particular piece, we'll handle it in the larger context, because context is key. That is, that's how we'll understand that part of the whole. Context is key. We begin with the blessing and the validation of the text. Again, we've looked at this a few weeks. The text begins, as this is read for you, in the beginning of verse 12. You see the beginning of the text. He addresses the church and her challenges. He calls her beloved. There's a word in terms of exchanging. And then as the beloved, the church of Jesus Christ, encourages us, it, it validates us in the process to see our suffering for Christ as a point of rejoicing. But then again, it's not suffering as suffering per se that is a point of rejoicing. It's the suffering for the cause of our suffering. It's rejoicing in Christ. Why can I rejoice? How can I find a way to meaningfully rejoice in my suffering? Because it is a revelation to you, Adam. It is a revelation to you, beloved, that is the church of Jesus Christ. But what does it reveal in the view of sin? Again, the objective nature of suffering for Christ reveals the relationship story that you belong to.
Those who bear his name, we bear the name Christian in our insult and hardship. All of the things that I've laid out for you, the assurances, the salvation, 
kind of judgment is genuine. It's the kind of judgment that belongs to the heart of God. Look at number two. What kind of judgment is the kind of judgment that belongs to the kingdom, to the people of God? What kind is that? So, so we know what kind and what kind is the type that belongs to God or begins with us. Four, it's a straightforward, hard-hitting text that makes simplicity the argument that we're making here. 
condemning judgment cannot, universally cannot, evolve the household of God. Uh, it can't be a condemning judgment. It starts with me. Why not? Because Christ died for me. In a way that he was condemned for me, giving me the opportunity Thank you. 
identity crime, or an embarrassing crime, or a shame inducing crime, or a mourning crime, but a rejoicing crime of judgment that, 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 that I will experience. So, so what here is being described? What kind of a judgment then is this kind belong to the household of God? Verse 7, they are sitting by the time of 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 the Just in, in a heavy way with 